Welcome to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle. This is the podcast where two people pursue and hope to succumb to love. I am Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. We're two YYC singles and we are totally unqualified to host a podcast about love. I mean, seriously, ask yourself, why am I getting my advice tonight? This awesome, <laughs> sexy, chilly Friday night from two people who are single. Doesn't that seem odd? That would be like me giving financial advice. And I'm like broadcasting live from my parents' basement. <laughs> Do you think this is weird? I mean, it's not any weirder than anything else on the internet. Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm stuck on the YC singles aspect of it because there has to be a brand out there that is that, right? That just seems like... Oh, I'm sure. I'm so sure. So prone and, for swooping and in and grabbing is, it. Well, yeah. Why are we not part of that? Oh, yeah. my God. We have work to do. We have work to do. How are you this Friday night? You know, I am doing okay. Like you said, it's the fall slash winter air is getting chillier. I have uh, finally put on, for the very first time in my adult life, this makes, <laughs> I oh put God. on winter tires Brace on yourself. my car. No, I, put oh, winter tires I thought on you were going to say something totally different, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> because just like in relationships, I believe that my car should have protection. And so I decided to have uh, winter tires on because for the last, mm, every year I've lived in Calgary, I get stuck. <laughs> At least once or twice a year. And this year, I was like, enough of this. I can't stand it. I hate the stress. So I'm just going to put winter tires on my car so I don't get stuck coming up the hill. And this is where we would break in for our sponsored by Michelin. That's right. Buy three, get one free. But sadly, not a sponsor. Not yet. Um, although, what a weird sponsor to have. But oh, whatever. Weirder things have happened. How about you, Jen? Jen, how's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, what accoutrements did you bring to your car? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Um, I Yeah, no, it's Friday night. I'm feeling good. Um, for those of you, like you guys are just listening to the audio version of this. So like I'm looking at Kyle. Kyle's looking cute in a little white <laughs> t-shirt. I never see him in light colors. And it looks mm -hmm. good, man. Yeah, my my hair is falling out, but that's all right. Yes, I'm <laughs> I'm wearing Aww. white for the first time. You're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day, but I'm deciding to buck the trend. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is the year to buck the trend. I mean, mm -hmm. we've worn nothing but sweatpants. So what else do we have? I got to ask you, man, because I'm trying to do some relationship math here. And I yeah. just want to like check the relationship scorecard. You have a difficult time crossing the six week barrier but mm -hmm. I seemed, if I'm following the weeks properly, this man that you're dating, who you've self-admitted that looks like John Cho, yeah, are you, oh, where are we on the over-under on six weeks? You know, it, we are over, we are, are over the six-week hump. No pun intended. But, but let's, for the, for the time being, for the time being, let's call him Harold. Harold, it's, it's actually apropos that we are talking about ghosting oh, this no. week. Because it's not that I'm getting, I guess it is a, it's a form of ghosting because there are very long stretches in between our conversations and it's actually starting to drive me a little bit nuts. I can send something and like three or four days afterwards, I'll get a message in response and then we can go back and forth quite a bit. And then there's another long gap between uh, getting back into the conversation again. Is, are all of the gaps him or you have said that sometimes the gaps can be you because we talked about texting etiquette last week and you said that sometimes the gaps are me. Are the gaps you this time? No, no. I oh. always make sure I'm responding back, giving information, 
asking for follow-ups, that sort of thing. So this is, I'm going to, I am going to put the blame a little bit on him in this case. Uh, the awkward part is that in a normal, possibly like me over reading things, uh, ghosting scenario, you know, in a, in a true ghosting scenario, either like you just get nothing in response ever, or you get like the, the non-committal like Yeah, the things. slow burn. The slow burn to ghosting. But, but he's making plans. Like he's trying to make plans to do things. And it's just like nothing. And then, so it's weird. It's a weird situation, I guess, is where I'm finding myself in. When was last time you were face-to-face? Uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, boy. If you're looking for some friend advice, I mean, I know we're not friends, but if you're looking for some gen advice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think you've got, you've got two pivots in front of you. Yeah. Like good underwear and a trench coat is number one. <laughs> Or move on is two. I know, I know. I'm. I, I would much rather do this in face to face though, and have that conversation than trying to do it over text. But we'll see. I'm hoping to have better news next week. Jen, how's Jesus? How's Jesus? Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, a couple of dates, and uh, yeah, I can't put my finger on it. There is something about this guy. Like, I have to be honest, and I don't want to overshare because you may not know I have a podcast about this, but <laughs> in the beginning, he like really presented himself to be like a mess. I was like, oh, you're oh. a mess. You're a mess. You know, you get talking to him and you realize, no, 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 no. That mess is veneer. Like, this guy is smart. He's articulate. He has a mm. point of view. I'm kind of... I'm catching myself like thinking about him more than I thought I would. Oh. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm so fresh out of something else and I'm so weird and I don't know. I don't know. I'm so prime for self for self sabotage here. I got to be sure. careful. When you come out of a relationship in, in such a, a negative way that you did, is the impulse like, oh, anything good is going to seem that much better? So you're trying to like catch yourself like, is this. <laughs> Is this really a great situation or is it just like a much better situation than I was in before? Because that's kind of a different answer. Yeah. And by last relationship ending poorly, you mean I was chewed up and spit out in the most dramatic fashion possible. Yeah, that's an accurate depiction of what happened. Um, But no, I just think like I'm still kind of level setting like that relationship was like eight years long, eight hard, Mm -hmm. hard, hard years. And I just don't know. Like, I, I can't decide if this is going to be just something flippant or if this is going to be right. something substantial. I think the top sell of like, let's just have some fun. I'm not sure if that's accurate. I'm not sure if that's accurate. Just like when you... Accurate for the relationship or accurate that that's what you want? Accurate for what he wants. Oh, I see. I got you. Yeah. So mm. stay tuned. Ask me next week. I have a couple of interesting dates scheduled in the books. As I said here before, our topic here this week is the entire idea of ghosting. And I guess just in case there is someone listening who is like, I don't know what that means. Ghosting, of course, is that thing where you are in a relationship. The other person seems to have just disappeared off of the face of the earth. They don't respond either to text messages, phone calls, like, you know, your calls just go to voicemail or something like that. And you get nothing in response. Uh, and then you can get to this point where it's like, well, I, I guess they're dead. I guess they just died. And I just was not notified about it. And so your friends tell you, it's like, oh, no, no, no. They're still very much an active member of society. They just don't want to interact with you. So that's the idea of ghosting. It's like you're just getting nothing from the other side uh, at all. Um, a kind of a, a form of ostracization, ostracization. I'm saying that word wrong. 
ostracizing. ostracizing. It's a form of ostracizing that the other person is doing for you. Sponsored by dictionary.com. That's right. Not yet a sponsor. (laughs) Jen, have you ever been ghosted? Uh, Do you want a short story or a long story? (laughs) Surprise me. Oh my God. Okay. If this gets too long, just, just cut it in post. Mm -hmm. So as I remember, I was talking about self-sabotage and I talked about my high school boyfriend and how he did that whole thing with the with the bunny and the flowers and the locker. And I self-sabotage that. Well, the story doesn't end there, honestly. Uh So we had this like back and forth through high school where I chased him and he chased me. And we were both these like trigger shy little kids. And then I went away to college and really realized how much I really, really, really did like him. And I got back from college my first year after my freshman year, I came back home and I was like, I found him and I was like, I think we should, make a go at this actually like i think we should this is not over Mm -hmm. and he was like oh my god i just met somebody i just Mm -hmm. met somebody your timing sucks and i was like okay that's fine and then i went on to meet somebody in my second year of university and then his relationship ended and he found me and was like i really do think we should make a go of this and i was like well now i've met somebody right so in the time was just never right exactly and then i broke up with that person and went to him and was like well maybe this is the time and he's like oh i just met someone and she's the one and they got married and i was like oh well that's the end of that and then i got married and the two of us were just married people and then our relationships ended and we found each other and we were like oh my god we're both single at the same time and 13 years had passed a lot of life had happened in those 13 years. A lot years. of life had happened. Yeah, we learned a lot about ourselves. We looked a little bit older, a little bit different, a little bit wiser, a little bit more jaded. And it was like, maybe this is all roads lead back to one another, right? And it's kind of your first mm-hmm. love, so whatever. And you, and so we um, were like, we're going to make a go of this. I remember we talked about like the future and, mm-hmm. you know, you know what it would be like to, and we were really like thinking about, is this the future? Like, do we dream of the same thing? Do we dream of a family? Do we dream of you know, a home together? Do we dream of having shared values? Like, What did he want to do in his career? What did I want to do in my career? And I remember we checked into a hotel and we had this absolutely incredible night together. Because you have to remember through all of this, through this 13 years, we'd never slept together. So finally we had this one incredible night where we dreamed of the future and we had this incredible night and neither one of us slept and we checked out of that hotel room and I was like, well, this is it. The destiny brought us together. Ghosted. Whoa. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is bonkers. Never heard from him again. Have you ever run into him since then? No, no, but I think about it a lot, right? Because then like, I actually did have a period where I thought, oh my God, I wonder if he is dead. Like, I wonder right. if something actually has actually happened because this is so wild. And I like, I, I just was like, I have to know if he's okay. And so one day I saw that he sent a tweet he just sent a retweet to someone and I was like, oh, okay. So he's not dead. He's tweeting. You go through all of that, all of that devastation. But for me, and I often wonder if because we had that early humiliation when we were in high school, like did he play the long game? Was it 13 years of the setup to break my heart as hard as I might've broken his when we were 16 years old. And wow. uh, so I've gone through all of those feelings, but it, yeah, like, holy man, that was the I, ghost. I just want to okay. know, I, I, I definitely need to know the why. Like, in in a w- weird, awful way, I would kind of respect it more if it was the long game. I mean, like, you broke my heart, so I'm going to break your heart. Because, but I'm going to take 13 years to do yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's still, like, batshit crazy to spend your life doing that. But I'm just saying, 
I just want to know why. Like that is such that's such a bonkers story to me. Um, all right, well, right on in. If you think you have yeah. a story that can top that, or if you are that guy and would like to issue a rebuttal, please mm-hmm, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Kyle, have you ever been ghosted? <laughs> I'll I'll refer you back to the uh, intro to this podcast and say, kinda, I guess. I I will say this. I don't think I've ever been that level of ghosted, which is like, hey, we're in the thick of it, or we're making plans, and we're we're wanting to go to the next level, and then like nothing, and hearing nothing back from it. Any ghosting has happened like either on Tinder or texting at like a very, very beginning part of a relationship type of thing. So those deep emotional bonds have not yet formed. Yeah. So I, I don't, I wish I could give you a great story. <laughs> like you just said, I wish I'd had my heart broken more. Jen is really what I was going to say. It's okay <laughs> that you don't have anything to contribute. I think that that's an okay thing. Well, see, I went to high school with this girl, right? And 13 years after I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, can I just ask a simple question? Sure. Yeah. What is it? Why the fuck do people do this shit? I don't know. So I. Well, I mean, I have ideas. I have ideas, but. Well, like, I think I think that what happens is that like I think that people don't really recognize the psychological toll that this takes on people. Mm. Right. I mean, we have to think that people generate their social cues from others. Right. It allows us to regulate our own behavior. When someone ghosts you, you're actually also depriving someone from that ability to see those cues, appreciate those cues and get an emotional sense of regulation, right? Ghosting mm-hmm. makes you feel so out of control. I've been reading up on this because I, I, I don't like just being mad about something and then not having yeah, something yeah. intellectual to say. So in my research, I found this, what's called four types of ghosts or what I'm calling, not all bedsheets are created equal. <laughs> so the, the four types of ghosts- Get that right thread count. Exactly. For sure. The four types of ghosts are the avoidant ghost. So someone who likes to avoid conflict and who runs away from anything difficult. And Kyle, I know that you struggle with conflict. You hate yes. you hate conflict, but you still face it on, right? Yeah. I mean, again, this is if if we're leading into like, have I ever ghosted before myself? Actually, is there a oh, question yeah, that's later a, on? No, no. That's a good question. Answer that now. Have you ever ghosted someone? You hate conflict. I hate conflict. Um, again, the only time I've ever done it. So yes, is the answer to your question. Oh, but the only time God. I've ever done it again. Oh my God. Betrayal. is a person i matched with on tinder and uh yeah just was not feeling really any type of connection to so i just like i'm just not going to respond back to your messages because uh it's uh it's hard keeping up a conversation with you when you're not giving me much of it was like one word responses he was giving yeah. back to me i'm like i can't i can't do this so it was like literally such a little investment i put into the relationship at that yeah. point of like two days that it's like five haze in a row Ugh. i was like no i'm, yeah, just no, not, I'm not gonna but don't you agree that there has to be emo- an emotional connect- connection for it being ghosting? Yeah, I, yeah. Think, th- I think that is true. Like a, a, a true, like what we're talking about with ghosting, there's an emotional connection that's already been placed, which is why it feels so awful and why I'm struggling honestly right now in this relationship that I'm talking about because I think there is that emotional bond I'm forming with this person. So it's all the worse because, I mean, this is talking about like what ghosting really is this is going back to like ancient civilizations like in ancient greece i know like the worst punishment that could be leveled at you is ostracizing you from the group like you got kicked out of athens and we don't talk to you anymore good luck exactly there is (laughs) a there is a long history of this being used as psychological torture 
So to right. bring it into a place where you're consciously invested, like that's psycho. Okay, back to my four types of ghosts or my not all bed sheets are created equal. So the avoidant ghost, which we talked about, avoids conflict or runs away from anything that's difficult. The lazy ghost, so can't be bothered with anything hard, including being fair or decent to another. Then there's the mean ghost, the person who does not care about someone's feelings, is consciously aware of what they're doing and does not fear the consequences of it, does not care about the consequences of it. And then there's the <laughs> my favorite, and I think everybody listening right now is going to nod in unison, a community of everybody being, this is the one thing we're all on the same page about. The worst of them all is the half ghost who floats in and floats out and makes you seem like a crazy person because you're like, mm -hmm. am I being ghosted? No, I'm not. Okay, am I being ghosted now? No, I'm not. Am I being... Yeah, it's almost... That's torture. It, I mean, this term has become so prevalent here nowadays. And maybe it's just top of mind because I actually just, for the first time, watched the movie Gaslight from 1944. But it is. It's a form of gaslighting almost to be like, no, no, no. Am I, am I the crazy person? Am I the one who's making this stuff up? And then you get ghosted again. It's like, okay, no, I'm right. And then they float back into your life. and like, wait... Am I, the Am I just half, making this up? Am I, am, like, it literally makes you go crazy. The most psychological damaging <laughs> yeah. of them all. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is a form of North Korean prisoner torture. The half yeah. ghost. Yeah, totally. So I'd like to just sort of deviate here because you, you've given me the floor, Kyle. So I'd mm -hmm. like to present to you the three facts that form my state of the union on ghosting. Okay, great, great. I'm just gonna put. I'm gonna put. Literally put like the American like. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, I would like. I would like some very patriotic music to play because this is a matter sure. of national importance. Obviously, mm -hmm. obviously. <laughs> Jennifer Sanford's State of the Union on ghosting is as follows. Check your own behavior before you claim to be a victim of ghosting. Like if you are a psycho bitch or a crazy asshole and then you're like, why do people ghost me? Maybe it's because they're fundamentally terrified to have a discussion <laughs> straight on with you about the state of how things are. Maybe you have created no environment where people can be honest about what they're feeling and what they're thinking and the self agency that they want to proceed with in, in a relationship with or clearly without you. And I think that so often we have these crazy unfair people who then insert themselves into the ghosting ecosystem as a victim. I think before you are a victim of ghosting, you better check your own behavior. That is the first part of my three-part complaint. Number two, you have to understand the definition of ghosting. And I'll use an example. We had somebody write in this week to say, mm. I have been the victim of ghosting. I had a conversation with my boyfriend where he said he didn't want to be with me. And then I sent him a bunch of text messages. And after a week, he finally replied to them. And we had another conversation about how he didn't want to be with me. And then I never heard from him again. I was ghosted. Ma'am, you were not ghosted. You were in a relationship <laughs> with a person who broke up with you. You did not accept that narrative. He came back to that well a second time to really affirm his proof points. Now he doesn't want to debate out of a breakup with you. You, madame, have not been ghosted. Like uh, an employee putting in like their two weeks notice and then the things like, they, they stopped showing up for work. Exactly. It is exactly <laughs> like, like what, that. What happens? It is exactly on? like that. And the third, know that you can be ghosted outside of a relationship, but also inside your relationship. I think people often forget 
that we think of ghosting in the context of like trying to get together with that person, trying to get into a stable relationship with that person. But when you are inside a long-term committed relationship, you can also be ghosted. When your feelings are not being heard, when you get the silent treatment, which I think is the most deplorable thing you can do in a relationship, honestly, I put it in the same bracket as cheating. Because it's just emotional mm-hmm. neglect. And that's kind of like your whole job. But that can happen inside of a relationship. So no, just not, because you... Not to get like overshare stuff about my own family here. <laughs> so sorry, mom and dad. My mom would do this a few times growing up. I Ooh. hated it. It was the worst. Give me an example. Oh, like... And, and, like she uses punishment sometimes when... To be, again, a little bit fair. We were being like awful kids. My, my brother and I were fighting or something like that or something. And we accidentally broke a dish <laughs> like it shattered like we dropped Ooh. a dish shattered and she got so mad and then she didn't talk to us for like a day and a half like even if we were like speaking directly to her she just would not respond back it was awful i hated it it is awful it's amazing how those things stay with you right yeah i think that there's there's nothing worse than than being in a relationship and saying like i'm i'm i want to communicate and the other person being like no i, I just keep coming back to the fact we are Humanity itself has gotten to this point, like we have words, we we can communicate using those words. And while like I hate conflict, at the very least, I would prefer it to be like, we have to have a tough conversation here. Um, and I am angry and I need to express to you this anger uh, about what, what has happened. But I think that that is such a, that's a better way to communicate and that's a much better way to express your feelings than be like, I'm shutting down. And I'm going to force you to sit in this silence. Yeah, I think it's awful. I think it's awful. We'll talk about, we'll unpack silent treatment because great, great people have great stories about silent treatment. Uh, I too was raised in a family where of the power of silent treatment. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. By therapy and bulk people. Okay. Answer me this, Kyle. True or false? Are ghosts necessarily bad people? Like there's often no agenda to their behavior. They're just trying to find the easy way out. True or false? So I, I keep going back and forth. I... This is my feeling, Jen. Honestly, no. I don't think that ghosts are necessarily bad people. They're lazy people. <laughs> and I just I just don't I don't associate that necessarily with like intentionally being bad or good. I actually don't like the way that that question is being phrased, quite frankly. I think you're putting uh, there's like a morality being placed on on them. I I I kind of go back to that idea of don't associate someone being evil when a lot of times it's just indifference. I think it does matter a little bit on the intentionality behind the person, but I don't know. I know that you're probably going to have a very different take on this than I do, but I just, I don't, I don't necessarily think the ghosts themselves are being evil or bad people. I think that I obviously think the opposite, Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that we can't give excuses for people's lack of self-awareness. I think if you're smart enough to get into a relationship and you're smart enough to know that you're a, you're you're playing a role in a stakeholder in someone else's feelings then to be able to say like oh we forgive this behavior because they just don't know any better right we forgive their it's remember we were talking about this last week Helen's Helen's law or Helen's mm-hmm. razor yeah, yeah. where you know Helen's don't razor yeah don't attribute uh, like a lack of awareness to malice i think that this is the one exception to that rule i think that you have to assume that just it's malice if you're not smart enough to recognize the emotional investment that's occurring. Now, there'll be some times where like I've, I've seen people go on one date and they're like, oh my God, I like, we're going to get married in June. And I'm like, whoa. Like some people do go <laughs> too fast, too quick into it. 
and then they don't they don't read the tea leaves themselves. I just think those people, by the way, are called lesbians. <laughs> oh my god! Just kidding. <laughs> I did just. We'll think, see if that makes the cut. But we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we'll see. But I yeah, I just can't. I can't write off. I can't write off a lack of situational awareness um, to to being excusatory. I just I just can't. But that's just me. See, I guess that's the difference between you and Jen. I, I'm always so quick to want to forgive people. <laughs> and I'm like, hold them accountable. Hold Cut them, them out of your lives completely. <laughs> them, give them the silent treatment. It's the most psychologically severe. Well, do you want to go to the fishbowl, Jen? Sure, let's go. All right, let me grab the old bowl here and I'll take my own keys out. See, you don't know why this I keep is putting the, them in there. the increasing of self-agency. You now take your own keys out. So, question number one. Is there ever a justifiable reason to go someone? What says you, Jen? Well, like I said in my State of the Union, I think if if you know that having a conversation with that person is going to be psychologically or physically damaging to your health and wellness mm -hmm. and safety, um, maybe there's an opportunity to ghost. Uh, that being said, I think when you have an unstable person and you ghost them, you make them more unstable. So I think even a text message, while I'm not a fan of breaking up a text or like a note or something that just says, I, I can't move forward. I appreciate you'll think this is ghosting. I just, I'm, I can't, I can't move forward. I'm sorry. I don't know if even using the term ghosting is appropriate in this situation, but I think if you are in a relationship that is either emotionally or physically abusive to you or even both I, yeah I, I don't think it's wrong then in that case to be like like see ya and just have that person cut out of your life i came across i was i forgot to save it but it was on twitter specifically the someone writing a story about uh, them coming to their boyfriend's house this was like a decade in in the past but they're coming driving to their boyfriend's house and they were being so sweet. They had their coffee a latte that their boyfriend loved and a, some oh, donuts no. that they were going to share in the morning. And she comes in the door. She puts them down on the counter. She walks into his bedroom and there he is naked with another woman in their in, in his bed. And she oh, walked outside. She left the donuts and the latte on the counter. She walked to her car. She uh, unfollowed and blocked him on every social media account. She phoned AT&T and changed her phone number and never talked to him again. So, I mean, that, that is a choice to that do. That is a choice. That is and a I choice. And I think speaks volumes when he woke up and saw, you know, the latte and, and the donuts on the counter. He probably could put two and two together, you would think. Did he see her? No. And oh. in her story, she didn't. She's like, she walked in, saw what was going on, backed out. Went out to her car, did all that stuff. Basically called any mutual friends and said, this is my phone number. Do not give it to him. We're done. Yeah, I'm still not sure if that's ghosting because she left evidence <laughs> behind, right? She right, left right, evidence right. behind so that the indicate, like he wouldn't be thinking, did she die? Like what happened? I just never heard from her again, right? I think ghosting yeah. has to have that sense of unknown. What, ha what happened? Where did that person go? I always think of that. I think I've brought it up before that episode of Sex in the City where Miranda just says, I like to just pretend they died. I think it's a great way yeah. to deal with with ghosting. And then in one particular case, he one of them did. She like tracked him down and he had died. And so she's like, oh, my God, I was carrying all that all that guilt and shame. OK, carry on. Question number two. I have this intense fear that I'll run into a guy I really like that ghosted me. What do I do if we run into each other? 
What do you think, Jen? I don't Jen? know what to say. I don't know what to say. Because obviously, like, I have a little bit of that thought in the back of my head running into someone, running into a person who ghosted me. Uh, you know what? I, I think it depends on the on the state of your well-being when you run into that person. If you're looking great, like if you blow-dried your hair in sections that day and you've got clean underwear on and today's your day, you know, you be you. Carry on with your, bu- carry on with your business. Be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Make them feel uncomfortable. You have to remember that unless they're totally a psychopath, they're going to be like, oh, God, that's that girl guy I ghosted, right? That's that person I ghosted. Just you be you. But if you're feeling like today is the day where you accidentally waxed off an eyebrow and you, yeah. <laughs> you're wearing those sweatpants from March and it's not your best day, get out of there. If you don't feel proud of yourself, get out of there. Get out of there. Because then you're just what I have, what I call compounding shame. This is the weird thing about me while i don't love confrontation like the actual like physical argument i can be extremely petty <laughs> at the same really? time i would never have thought that for you i honestly if this were me and it's because i had to reread this question so it's the guy that ghosted you so yes. i can i can feel so high and mighty and it's like oh, i didn't do anything wrong i would make eye contact <gasps> with them and wave and I wouldn't say anything. I was just like, hi, we know what's going on. We know what's going on. I have to say that even you just... And then tip des- over his latte on the way descri- out. But- <laughs> yeah. Even just you describing that, I had this like pit in my stomach. Like I felt nervous. And I'm just sitting here on a Friday night. That's so mm-hmm. crazy. I That's not my thing. I would just carry on my business and, and just be like, mm-hmm. oh, look, it's a ghost. There's a ghost <laughs> in the mall or wherever. Um, and if you do have to come face to face, you just, hello. See, my, the, the, I think the much more awkward thing, honestly, is I don't worry about just running into them in public. I worry about them becoming like an employee or a coworker or something like that. That oh, would be like so habitual. much worse. Because like now yes. I have to come run into you all the time. And so then I'd force them to quit. I would come up with an elaborate plan, like a, one bloody knife in the locker. See what happens. That's right. Let it play out. Um, all right. So we have this next question here. I had this amazing connection with a man. Um, why is it always with men? I had this amazing connection with a man. I really fell hard and fast. Then he ghosted me hard. I actually thought he might be hurt or dead. Mm, I need closure and want to text him. I want to know what happened. Was it something I said? Did he mean something else? Is he okay? It's a very long piece of paper. If you think I should text him, what should I say? I want you to answer this first. You are not going to get closure. And I think to expect closure is unfortunately the wrong road to go here. You don't, you, I guess you can want closure, but to expect closure, I think is going a step too far. You're never going to know. I mean, truthfully, maybe in some weird alternate reality, they are going to respond to you, but I, I don't foresee that ever happening. If you need to get something off your chest, fine. You can text them a, a wall of text if you really want to but they're not going to respond back to you. So at this point, if you need to say something, say it or text it, but they're gone. Cut them out. Leave them. It's done. This is a question about dignity, really, right? Mm -hmm. He has removed your dignity by not having any self-respect for you in leaving the way he did. Now all of the dignity switches to you. What do you want to do with Mm -hmm. that? Do you want to hold it? Or do you want to expel it by, again, doing what will undoubtedly be a wall of text that will go unanswered or worse, get a reply like, okay, 
which is worse. <laughs> right. Which is yeah, worse than silence. Um, I Yeah, I think you can't negotiate the end of something. You can't. We talked about this when we talked about relationships being exactly. over. You're never going to get yeah. closure because all it just becomes is forcing that person to acknowledge your feelings, which they won't. Forcing a person to acknowledge your lived experience and pain, which they won't. And forcing a person to provide some justification for why it ended, which they won't. Or well, you won't accept. Move on, lady. Yeah. Or like, we'll throw it back to you, right? It's going to be, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't my fault. It was your fault type of thing. So Yeah. And if you think he's dead, check obituaries. You know, those things that people used to do, read newspapers. Okay. How many times can I be ghosted before I get to be totally bitter? <laughs> That's a fun Can question. I answer this one first too? Because yeah, sure. I have I have a very very quick, a brutal uh, reaction to this. Sure. This is going to sound so harsh, and I and I really truly don't mean it that way. But if we're talking like every single relationship has ended in you being ghosted, I might need to say to check and see if there's maybe something you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, if this is a one-off thing, okay, I could I could chalk that up to like other guys an asshole. But if you are consistently and always being ghosted and that's how a relationship is being ended i think that maybe there is either a personality or something that is happening that is causing people like i cannot confront this person and this person is scary and i cannot end this in a face-to-face way so it's easier just to not respond to anything ever again yeah i mean for so many people when they ask them like what is what is the what is the chief reason why ghosting occurs and a lot of people say really humble things one i'm not ready to which why are you why are you dating men or looking Mm -hmm. for men where are you looking for men that you're looking for men who aren't ready for a relationship and the other thing is like by the way this is (laughs) just to save the letters coming in male or female i should say because this does not gender it at all here in this question no it isn't i think that's kind of what i like about the question but is it Mm -hmm. is it too much too fast is another big part of this. Like if you're like, hi, this is everything about me. And let me tell you all about my baggage. And let me tell you about this one terrible thing that happened to me when I was 10 at summer camp. And when do you want to get married? And can I meet your kids? And do you like coral for bridesmaid dresses? And it, then people are like, bye, bye. Yeah, and oh, I, can I just say to that, like, I, I, and I am always like the proponent of almost like oversharing things sometimes. Like you have to like layer that on. Unloading deep personal trauma on like a first date or second date even it's like that's a lot to throw at someone at the very beginning of a relationship you kind of need to like work up to that it's like here a live bag of snakes and just throw it in their face <laughs> yes what kyle is trying <laughs> to say date. what kyle is trying to say is be cool man you gotta be cool right. be cool i this is why i'm so nervous not to bring this back to me but this is why i'm so nervous about jesus is because I'm still oh, the person you're dating. <laughs> I thought you were ta- honestly talking. Wait, well, this is gotten a weird. And we're turn. not dating. We're going on dates. <laughs> Sorry, sure, it's a okay, different okay. thing. But this is why I'm so nervous. Is because I'm I'm like I, I'm still processing the end of another relationship. I'm so busy. I've got all these things that are kind of popping up, and I'm terrified. I'm going to accidentally pile on and earn myself a ghosting badge. Mm. So maybe this is my own. <laughs> like we're like we're in Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. You get your old badges that you get to put right. on. It's like life trauma, end of relationship, ghosting. Like you just get a bunch totally. of badges. Oh my God. Visit the Kyle and Jen. Somebody date Kyle and Jen store where we will be selling those badges. Oh my gosh. You I can collect the whole set. If someone has not done that idea yet, we need to jump onto that. Absolutely. It's like relationship badges, like little actual like little pins that you could buy and yeah, put little on. Yeah, iron on patches. 
coming soon to the somebody date Jen and Kyle store. Um, yeah, that's my okay, whole thing. I have one last question here that I wanted to get to, oh. which is, is it still ghosting if I feel them just slipping away? Ah, the slow ghost. Yeah, we always <laughs> think that the ghosting is an immediate thing, which I think in, in like the majority of cases and the traditional definition of ghosting it is. But then there's also the slow, like, you know, the not to trigger you here, Kyle, but the days start to spread out before there's a reply. There's a one word mm-hmm. reply. They stop making plans with you. You share something like a wall and they're like, you know, too long, didn't read. Right. They start to slowly disappear. Sure. Okay. You, yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, didn't read your text, which is such bullshit. Everybody reads everything. And I think, yeah, there's also the slow burn, like the slow peel away from from ghosting. Yeah, that is a very real thing. Lesser mm-hmm. common, but real nonetheless. So, Jan, I think I'll also lead the unqualified advice segment here this week. Okay. Of course, we have proven over and over again that we are two people with a podcast and not we have, we have no not qualified. Uh, qualifications to not offer qualified. advice other than yeah other than uh, life experience unqualified advice of course this is the segment where we go around and find an article or another advice guru out there who has given some advice that we think maybe needs to be questioned a little bit you came across this article on the new york times it is called why people ghost and how to get over it by a mr Adam Popescu. And so this article can kind of be distilled down into is ghosting actually good for your psychological development and well-being? Does it make us more resilient? So Jen, good or bad advice? I support the idea that difficult things happening to you Mm -hmm. are actually quite good for your psychological development. I have a niece who listens to this podcast, I I will say. So she'll be mortified right now that now I'm going to mention her. But my niece is 21 years old and she, you know, is a driven, focused young person. Like all, like we really want all young people to be. And she had a breakup really come out of nowhere. And I really do believe that this, she she fundamentally believed that this was her forever person. You know, that's a tough loss to take at 21, right? It's such a transitional time in your life. Kyle, you remember being 21, you were like, I can do anything and be anything. And I, you know, I'm, I'm consciously making choices and, and for something to end. And then it calls, you know, cause when a relationship ends, it falls out of your control, right? It's just over, you know, she had to find and cultivate a new sense of self, a new sense of purpose, a new sense of direction through arguably a really difficult breakup at a really transitional time in her life. And I think that that has been really good for her psychological development and well-being. Had that same relationship ended as a complete ghosting, like that person just disappeared or, you know, held her feelings and then just betrayed them by ghosting. I do not think that that would have been good for her psychological development. When I bring it back to my own experience, when I was ghosted at 30, that also was not good for my psychological development. That also made right. me question who I was and why I was the way I was and my own self-worth. And I, I, don't, I don't think that I came out of that experience feeling more you know, confident or fully formed or resilient. I just, I didn't cultivate any of those feelings. And you know what? Now, as I crest into my 40s, I still don't. So right. I think that that's what's informing my answer is that I think that Difficult things happening in relationships that force you to look at things about yourself can be good. But I think ghosting, like I said before, is the way you feel how you fit in a relationship environment and for it to be so asymmetrical, for it to be so, I don't know what the word is, for it to be so cruel 
I just don't think it, I just don't think it enriches yeah, honestly, your personal yeah. well-being. I think this is what we keep circling around here, which is you can do a, a bunch of those other life advice cliches, right? Like you learn the most through failure or what parents always like to say, like, this is giving you a life experience to like, do something that you, you don't want to do. Like all that stuff is in essence true. But at the same time, we don't go around and say, like, be as cruel as you want to the other person because that's going to build character in them. Like, that's that's not what that lesson exactly. should be. Well, we, that is so well right. said. See, this is why you have a podcast. That was so well said. Say that again so that people can really hear what you said there, because I think everything I've said is bullshit compared to that. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't ask people to be like, go be intentionally cruel to someone else so that they get life experience. There is intentionality behind what people's actions are, and I think that they need to be held accountable for that. The other thing, though, in this side, this article, what I actually really liked is we have this deep shame out of rejecting people. They make this point about like, it doesn't feel good to have to go to someone and say like, I'm actually choosing not to be with you. And one of the ways they say it's that we need to stop approaching that rejection is to apologize about it. I thought this was such an interesting insight into it because a lot of times what those conversations start with is like, Jen, I'm sorry, but I don't want to pursue this anymore, right? I don't want to be with you. Because the immediate reaction that we humans have, as soon as someone says sorry to us, is like, oh, it's okay. I forgive you. Like there is that knee jerk, like wanting to uh, accept the apology. Yeah. And it's way better to be like, no, just go straight for it. Like these, these are the reasons why I don't want to continue this relationship and don't apologize for having those feelings. Yeah. I, I liked that part of the piece too. Right. I thought that was very qualified advice. Don't ask anyone mm -hmm. to, to absolve you of the choice that you're making. You accept the consequence. Um, and, and yeah, to, to lead with, in, I always say this in my professional life, lead with intentionality. If you're in it, mm -hmm. if you're in a relationship, you lead with intentionality. If you want out of a relationship, you, you approach it with intentionality. I had a, my aunt, Janet, who was like my favorite person used to always <laughs> say the same strength that gets you into something will be the same strength that gets you out. And I think this article speaks to that. So I would call this article for that second part, very qualified advice. Well, if you want to get in contact with us, ask questions in the fishbowl, uh, answer our question of the week, maybe even send us something that you stumbled across on the internet with, that you think fits into that unqualified advice segment. There's a bunch of different ways that you can do that. I mean, you can hit us up on social media. We are at somebodydate on Twitter. We are at somebodydatejk over on Facebook. Those are the two best places or go to the website, somebody date Jen and Kyle. That's Jen with two N's.com and uh, find out all the appropriate links over there. Yeah, we want to hear from you. I mean, your perspective, your questions, your feelings about the world of dating and the world of relationships and the world of anything to mm -hmm. related to the heart is important to us and forms the the meat of this podcast. We're just the two buns, really. <laughs> God, that's stupid. I hope you cut that. Uh, I am Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. This is the podcast. Somebody date Jen and Kyle. You be safe out there and we'll see you next Friday night. Bye. Bye.